I'm not sure how many people are going to join because we usually don't go live at this. and We've been advertising 5 p.m., but we're going live now. We are going live now with uh, more Clover Attack than ever. And let me stop the dinging, dinging. It's dinging everywhere, man. All right. So uh, today we have a special guest. His name is Detective Leprechaun, and I just want to make sure I'm broadcasting because it's really weird that I'm not seeing anyone in the studio right now. So, something here. Make sure I'm broadcasting in the right place. Let's see. All right, yeah, uh, we're we're good. We're going. All right, there it goes. All right, sorry about that, guys. So we are going to be brought to you by the Tactical Leprechaun. But before we get into that, we are brought to you by Tusk. Tusk is the only gun-friendly cryptocurrency with three-second processing times and low transaction fees. It helps you do your business. And my website, Black Swan Tactical, will be dealing in Tusk soon. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet! With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. And with that said, Black Swan Tactical will be accepting Tusk fairly shortly. Black Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear. With shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more, there's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code CRUMPY. Unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war. And we are back, and look who it is. It is the Tactical Leprechaun himself, Clover Tech. How are you doing? What up, man? Uh, not much, man. Um, so let me ask you a question here. How do we mm -hmm. get everything all screwed up? How did I get everything? YouTube uh, did it. No, I no. Blame YouTube. I, I Everybody blames YouTube. No, so. no I I got I screwed it up, too, because last week we were supposed to do a podcast. I couldn't delete it for some reason, so I just moved it, and then you're like, hey, we're supposed to do a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we are? Well, so I was, um, yeah, I was just trying to get things done today. I mean, I've got a, uh, got a video drop a little later. And then of course I had some promotion in PR and of course the uh, lounge podcast from last night to get over an audio form, just, you know, general working on stuff. And, uh, I look up and there on my YouTube homepage, just like live at four, John Crump live at four o'clock with Clover Tech. And I'm like, huh? What in the world? So, uh, yeah, we yeah. made it. We made it happen. I don't know why it was telling me four. I don't know why it would. I, I, I don't know why. So, uh, I know you kind of explained it behind the scenes. Some kind of a disconnect apparently between Streamyard and and YouTube. So, technical a technical glitch. Today's show is brought to you by a YouTube technical glitch. Apparently. Yeah, I, I guess so. YouTube would really wanted me to talk to yeah. you at four o'clock. Right. <laughs> 
Eh, I was like, all right, well, you know, I need a break. I've been uh, burning the midnight oil on some kind of big that news that's been being picked up uh, by other YouTubers. Mm-hmm. I think Seraph did one. Uh, Reno May did one. Jared's coming out with one. Uh, and some other people that did mm-hmm. some videos. Uh, and I know Barry and Arms picked it up. Uh, Truth about guns. I don't have that yeah. problem. None of those people pay me any attention. So. Well, uh, like like I tell some people, I'm I'm oh Hank Strange. Uh, I I'm the YouTube whisperer. I felt kind of like a, a redheaded stepchild, which I feel like that pretty regular, but. Um, Cause you know, you, you had to cancel on me what a week or two ago. And then like a few days, a few days before that Hank had to cancel on me. Uh And I'm like, and I'm like, so what's going on? Why is everybody canceling on me? I don't get it. Uh, You should just do what Hank does. Like how he got me on the show last night. So he's like, you coming on the show? Like, no, I can't. Hour later. So do you want me to send you a link for the show? No, I can't. Then when the show started, he goes, I'm gonna send you a link. I'm like, fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I'm on. I'm like, damn it. I'm, I've been manipulated. Well, he's he's Mr. Popular. No, I mean they uh hopefully uh hopefully he him, Lola, his family, hopefully they didn't have any crazy issues because I noticed that there, yeah, they canceled it's supposed to be me and Sarge from C4 Defense on there and they kind of canceled last minute. And um, then they didn't have a show like the rest of the week. And I was, well, they've been having uh, internet problems. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I was worried that maybe something happened, you know, that, that, you know, uh, no, uh, they just contrary to it. popular belief, disagreements we have, and as much as we like to bicker and argue amongst ourselves and all that, um, oftentimes we, we really do care about each other. Uh, we don't, we don't want harm to come to each other or nothing like that. So, yeah, this is crazy. Usually, my my uh, live chat is filled by now. <laughs> I think it's because of the four o'clock thing. Well, I uh, I just shared out, so we'll see. Yeah, and there's yeah. always there's always replay. So yeah, for those, replay, for yeah. those in the for those in the watching in the future, um, <laughs> greetings from the past, yeah. and uh, and all that good stuff. Okay, yeah. you're the you're the YouTube guy, right? You know a lot about YouTube. Uh, I've got. I would. I would go. I would not say I know a lot about YouTube. I don't know any more about YouTube than anybody else could well, know if they applied themselves and really wanted to wanted to learn. That's yeah. one of the things that really ticks me off about people that run their mouth about YouTube. Is, um, you know, it's not like you can't learn about it, and it's not like you can't make. The con- I mean, good Lord, I'm the channel with 5,000 subscribers. Well, pushing six, almost six now, 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. And if I've got the context and the the other things that I've got inside YouTube, there's no reason these big million subscriber channels and stuff couldn't have the same ones and be. Um, but, you know, then again, if they've, here's the thing, <clears throat> if a lot of those have that, uh, which I'm fairly transparent with as much as I can be transparent on. I'm sure you know from your days with working kind of behind the scenes with Facebook and other things, there's a lot of NDA that goes on, right? A lot of things you yeah, can't talk to, about. Uh, NDA. Unfortunately. And they'll, they'll, yeah. sue, they'll, they'll sue you yeah. ass out of existence. Um, you know, lawyers speaking, yeah. I, you know, I'm not afraid of that. Um, what I'm afraid of is a lot of what I've been working on the past year and stuff like that. Get thrown away. 
uh, is beneficial is is been, been has been beneficial, and I foresee in the future being beneficial to um, the farm community niche here on YouTube. And I don't want to create distrust by by breaking an NDA. Right? Um, that's my biggest thing. I mean, they can come after me all they want. I don't own anything, uh, so you know, not worth having anyway. So uh, yeah, good luck with that. But um, yeah, you know, a man's got his honor, right? And he's got his, his word and, and stuff like that. And, and at the end of the day, it's what an NDA is. It's like, hey, I'm not going to give any behind the scenes crazy secrets out and, and anything like that. And, you know, I gave my word to that. And I don't want to break my word is the biggest thing. I got a 79-year uh, NDA with the federal government. <laughs> wow, that's that funny. That, that, if I break that NDA, I go to prison. You know, yeah. How about yeah. bringing that NDA? <laughs> Stipulations on all of that are, are different. Uh, with with my NDA, uh, a lot of it has to do with talking about some behind the scenes programs and policy uh, issues, internal policy issues, and just some different things like that. It wouldn't be, um, it wouldn't be anything that that's that I don't think that would be catastrophic to YouTube or anything else. Yeah, uh, and they could, and they, it would take them absolutely about 15 seconds to discredit me completely for the rest of my life. Let's be honest about it. Cause again, I'm not uh, some big, huge force to be reckoned with. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm small fries. So a uh, couple of, uh, you know, a couple of yeah. calls to the right people or the wrong people. And, and I'm done in content creation forever. I would like to talk to them about live stream because mm -hmm. uh, I split my I split my channel, right? Mm -hmm. So I got another channel that's just doing new stuff. That channel is almost to the amount of subscribers I have on this channel now. And it's growing like really fast. And uh, mm -hmm. the views and the recommendations. And you will. You're talking about your produced channel is growing faster than your live. Correct. Yes, it's going to. That's what I know. I'm, I'm almost equal now. Yeah, it's going to. Yeah, that's normal. I mean, but there's you know, nothing. There's nothing that there's nothing conspiratorial or crazy about that. That's been um, just pretty much since live stream has existed on YouTube. YouTube does not promote and push live stream uh, the way they do promote it. It does not hold the same right. weight through the search suggestion and recommendation algorithms the same way. And 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 for good reason. Um, what, number what, one reason is if you look at a lot of the live streams out there, people throw out a title. They don't really concern themselves with thumbnails. You're the exception to the rule. Don't get me wrong. Um, you spend a lot of time because you're kind of tech oriented anyway, right? So you spend a lot of time on that stuff. Yeah. Uh, the vast majority of people that go live, they hit the button, go live. It's a generic thumbnail from a screenshot when it they went live. It's just they, there's no thought behind it like with yeah. produced content. Yeah. And so it's not conducive to uh, the algorithm and stuff like that. The other thing is plain and simple. Um, the YouTube, we all know this because you can go to your homepage on YouTube and it's catered to not who you subscribe to, right? Not to who you personally like or anything like that, but it's catered to the types of things that you watch. Um, I get things on my homepage. My homepage for the vast majority uh, of the time is things other than firearm related content. Why? Because I watch a wide variety of stuff. So yeah, there's some political stuff in there. There is some gun content, but there's also stuff with movies and music and, you know, family feud bloopers and scientific things. And especially when you get into uh, physics and astronomy and, and mechanics and some things like that. Um, there's a lot of that on my page. So, you know, it stands to reason 
that, you know, how does, how's the algorithm number one supposed to collect all that data while you're live, push that out, let people that are not your subscribers know you're live, blah, 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 because produced content is really conducive to those that are not your subscribers. Um, live stream is more conducive to those that are your subscribers. Yeah. Um, and then add on top of that, uh, the vast majority of people that watch YouTube, which is, is again, you can you can easily see when you look at your produced content and the analytics. Vast majority of those are are fleeting, fly by night, in and out, you know, type viewers. Uh, they're not hardened loyal subscribers, uh, and the vast majority of people in that category um, just do not have the staying power to hang around for an hour or whatever it might be. Uh, on this type of format and a podcast and me having my camera off is another deal maker for a lot of people. And that aggravates me to no end because you should not be concerned with seeing my face or what cool thing might be in the background. You should be listening to the conversation. You should be, are you hearing the words that are coming out of my mouth? Uh, and to, uh, to quote, uh, Chris Tucker from that uh, movie with Jackie Chan. I don't even remember what that is. Somebody Rush else in the chat. They know Rush, Rush hour. hour. Yeah. Do you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? Uh, and, and that's what you need to be doing. I mean, everybody out there, especially on on your chats, on the fireside chats and stuff like that, because there's, there's a lot of good info that's put out on these. And, you know, if you're paying attention to the flag in the background or the robber John's got back there or the, you know, don't step on snick or something, then it's like, you know, are you really paying attention to the conversation? Um, well, I mean, I, I get actually more hits on the audio only version. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. That, that's a, that's a little mm -hmm. secret because I yeah no definitely definitely I, I do a, too. Uh, I have probably like four thousand listeners audio mm -hmm. only, yeah. and I'll get like a, like a couple hundred, maybe a hundred or so on the video. Yeah, uh, it just I think people just yeah. because they can like listen to it in their car no, I mean, or whatever. I, I could flip back I, and, and say like like right now like let's go back. Um, well, hey, I'll, I'll go back to the 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 quickie podcast the the with Jeff Knox. I mean, showing 101 views on YouTube right now was an amazing hour, maybe 15 minute conversation uh, with Jeff Knox, and that one um, 101 on the YouTube side and on the podcast world somewhere around 2,000. Yeah, so, uh, that's you know what, I mean? what happens with yeah. with, with me. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I usually upload uh, the day after to um, to uh, Podbean, right. and it gets just disseminated out. And then I have another right. podcast that's on Saturday night. Um, Hank Strange is calling me, but I'll call him back. Uh, that's how about Hank? Um, yeah. Then I have another podcast on Saturday night. That's a Virginia-based podcast that I that's a GOA sponsored, so um, right. that does pretty well too. But again, it's mostly on well the video that that one's interesting because the video I get a lot more hits on the video than the audio on that one, which is mm -hmm. totally different. But yeah, uh, YouTube when they first introduced live, the algorithm was set up differently. Oh yeah, absolutely. so it pushed it a lot more. So they've toned it. What are you down. talking about? The algorithm was set up differently last year. You know, you know what I mean. Well, so. it's always they they're always tweaking it, but <laughs> always. Yeah, that, I mean, it's it's the, probably last week. Uh, Jason King said right. that he fell asleep watching UFO watching the UFO video, and now his his whole entire playlist is filled with 
alien videos and he doesn't believe in aliens. Uh, we'll do it, man. The, the beautiful thing is if you don't know that, go to your you know, your YouTube homepage and, and on a PC, if you all bets are off on mobile, right? Because I don't very rarely do I watch anything on mobile. Um, but yeah, if you take and um, and you click on the little hamburger, the little three dots on uh, PC on your browser, it, it gives you the option to say you're not interested, don't recommend this channel, and kind of curate your homepage. Um, a lot of people don't do that, uh, and oh, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you right now. I mean, it is it's worth your while to do that. That gives YouTube some feedback that can actually help uh, some other channels and stuff. If you're um, you know, if you're into certain content and YouTube showing you things that you don't want to see, then, you know, let them know. That's that's feedback that goes into the algorithm. And then it's going to put more uh, channels that you might like that you might find interesting in front of you because that frees up space. So. Yeah, I mean, that's how I found uh, there's a channel called Nexpo. Uh-huh. Uh, he, it, he does like down the rabbit hole type investigations. Yeah. Uh, and I, and down their whole rabbit hole investigations is something they take like a weird thing and just go down and investigate it. Uh, th- they're awesome videos. I actually really, really like them. Um, and, uh, that's how I found that. And then that's how I found the internet historian, which is the best channel ever besides Clover tax channel, right? The internet historian. <laughs> if you haven't watched the internet historian, watch his videos. And the last channel I want to recommend is, I think it's Brew Crew, Brew Through, something like that. I can't remember. Brewster? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that one I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Uh, Does there, not sound familiar. Uh, Brewster Films. It is effing hilarious. Um, you know what we'll do? Uh, since we're highlighting YouTube channels, let's see if this works here. Oh, good Lord. Experimentation is seldom ever good. All right, here you go. Let's see if this works. You can't oh, hear so yet. he's like the, an infographic channel, basically. Yeah. No. Can you hear it? No, I can't. You can't hear it? No, people out there in the maybe in the chat or something can, but I can't. All right, uh, never mind. Well, uh, the thing is, no, it's not an infographics. He tells stories from his childhood uh, with but cartoons. With, but with cartoons or whatever. Yeah, that's kind and of what I meant. It is freaking hilarious. He has this one where he was talking about, like, he's a, he's a Boy Scout, right? Mm-hmm. Or Cub Scout. And they had the Pinewood Derby. And his friend wakes up the morning of the Pinewood Derby. He's like, oh, shit. I forgot to made my Pinewood car. So he just bit wheels on a block. <laughs> and he talks about how much it sucked. It sucked and stuff like that. It is hilarious. Right. Um, Brewster Films is really funny. Then he has one about about playing Airsoft. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cops showing up. Because one of, one of his kids decided to go walk through the downtown with, <laughs> with an AR. Right. So it's, uh, it's hilarious. Uh yeah, he has a bunch of them on there, um, but it's it's just really cool. Brewster Films. Brewster Films. Yeah, I mean, if you start watching it, Clover, you're gonna be up all night just watching his videos, mm-hmm. laughing your ass off. Especially if you're, are you a kid from the '80s? Oh yeah. Then you're gonna like you're gonna die. 
laughing. Because he references stuff like the A Team and Knight Rider, and he'll oh, yeah. and he'll put like the David Hasselhoff head <laughs> on the cartoon characters. Right. It's it's hilarious. It's just uh, it's really funny. Okay, getting back into gun stuff. What mm-hmm. videos do you have? You're gonna drop a video tonight. What is that about? Uh, I haven't decided which one. That will be a total surprise. Now, I've got a lot of. I think I've got seven videos in the queue right now from the 2021 Shooting Sports Showcase. Uh, really? which was which was last Monday. Yeah, I think I've got seven in the queue at this point. Um, so I'm not real sure which one I'm going to drop. Uh, I know that uh, you and other folks that are Patreon patrons as well as YouTube channel members uh, get early access to those. So, um, you know, if you're out there and you fall into one of those two categories, uh, you still don't know which one's going to drop publicly, but you've likely already seen it. Um, yeah, I just got to figure out which one I, I which one I want to drop quite honestly and then i've still got um i think i've only got two left to produce from that event thank goodness um uh, good lord um thought it was going to kill me and they're fairly short videos because it's just booth review type things walking in uh talking with the people taking a look at the quick look at the product uh, you know that's about it it's not like it's extended thousand round reviews or you know anything crazy extensive um just more about uh, showcasing some of the new products that are out and things like that. But yeah, like I said, don't, don't know. So uh, yeah, subscribe to the channel, hang around, uh, whatever sets your notification so that, uh, you know, when I do release it here in less than an hour or something like that, uh, yeah, who, you'll who know can, who, what it is, but uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun at that event. Uh, you didn't go, unfortunately. Oh, um, dude, I have so much family stuff going on right now. That's, And I guess you're not, obviously you're not going to the gathering, the PSA gathering. No. Uh, I mean, you, you know some of the stuff going on behind the scenes. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, right. it's, it's when it rains, it pours, you know? <laughs> well, I understand, man. I get it. But no, yeah. that, um, that event was, uh, was, was pretty good, man. They've already scheduled next year. They've uh, sent out some questionnaires and wanted some feedback for next year uh i'm gonna possibly tick some people off but um one of the questions they asked was should we open it up to the general public and i said oh absolutely no not no absolutely no um yeah there's a lot of poma members went to that thing uh, yeah i mean poma siopa and nasgw uh who sort of put it on um so yeah, there was there was, but what's interesting and what's interesting, and you've been around in Palma, I guess, more than I have. Professional Outdoor Media Association. Yeah, since 2016. Palma is, but um, yeah. Um, as far as YouTube people, video creators, that sort of thing, uh, it was super thin. I I, I would, I, I'm tentatively going to say I'm the only one that has video content from that event. The only one. Um. I haven't seen anybody put out a POMA uh, media event newsletter, and I've done one for every single video. Um, and as far as the list of people that was going or the people that I kind of sort of seen there, the Gould brothers, uh, if you don't follow them, they do uh, kind of like trick shooting with shotguns and things like that. Um, they were there. Now, I never did run into them, but man, the CMP Tattledega Marksmanship Park is a huge place. So, um there was out of the maybe 70, 75 media people that was there, 
when you spread them out amongst that entire place. Um, not not surprising uh, that I'd never run into them. Yeah. But uh, as far as doing videos, things on YouTube, I, I think that's the only people. The rest were writers and photographers and, uh, you know, things like that. So yeah. Poma gives uh, people like, why are you doing, you know, Poma gives you like credibility with a lot of companies. Mm-hmm. Like me, I mean, I'm a member because I believe in what they do and everything else. Right. But if, but if you're like a content creator or something like that, I would, I would recommend joining because it mean it gets you honestly, well, it gives you access. And and not just that, but I'm looking now into Seopa, which is Southeastern Outdoor Press Association. Um, their membership, and not to knock, not to knock Palma because I, I've, you know, I think. My Poma membership uh, has been worthwhile. I don't have a, I don't have an issue at all with it. Uh, but um, Seopa memberships a little less, um, so you can get three years, almost get three years, I think, for what you can get one <laughs> with Poma. Uh, now, not being in that organization and not knowing, I, you know, maybe you know a little more about Seopa than I do. And, and maybe they uh, don't even like. Nothing. Maybe don't, they don't even like to call it Seopa. I don't know, but um, I know nothing about it. Yeah, I don't know internally. I mean, I'd have to pay for a year to kind of see what it's about. Quite honestly, uh, I may try to get a hold of somebody and just talk with uh, with somebody with Seopa and just just kind of see. But I think that would be a uh, that would be a logical step, right? Being a uh, a voting member in Palma to you know extend out and and do Seopa. I think as well. Yeah, I would definitely say that it would be a logical step. I, I do think that a lot of people miss the point of why you join these places. Mm-hmm. You don't. You get it. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of facets. And, you know, a lot of people do a lot of things for um, selfish, greedy. You know, those aren't the right words, right? Because those, those naturally imply something nefarious or maybe some type of malice or something like that. And, and that's not what I'm getting at, but you know, even, even if you donate a large sum of money to a children's charity, uh, there's a certain amount of gratification on your part because you did something good, right? So I mean, you sort of get something out of that. And, and so that's human nature. Um, some people do, some people take it to the absolute extreme. Well, of course they do. Uh, that's just human nature as well. Um, so there's nothing, uh, I don't, I don't think there's nothing wrong about, you know, weighing the benefits, you know, how you're going to benefit you know, from joining an organization or something like that. Um, I wished that some of these press organizations and associations, I sort of wished they would, um, at least I'm, I don't want to say shift to a right or, or have a, or have even have a legit organized two a arm, but uh, I wish that there was a little more two a element to well, some of them. I brought that up with the president of Poma, uh, and he told me he's like, we just don't have the money for that. Well, I, and I don't mean, I mean, are you talking more about legislative action and things like that, or what? No, what, in no, what capacity uh, were you talking about? No, just to have like a, you know, yeah, they got the creators. They have like, mm-hmm. like the people who cover like fishing and outdoor media where I'm kind of shoehorned in there. Right. But, um, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I just think that they don't have to have a policy and they don't have to have a division and they don't have to, you know, it's something that doesn't require extra cost on their part. Yeah. But yeah, that's I just think it would be helpful if they would recognize that there is a need sometimes to get out to some 2A information and be open to those people who are members of. And, and, I, and I feel the same way if we're talking about fishing rights or conservation efforts or you know because that's a huge part of uh you know conservation and stuff like that's a huge part of of palma and the riders and everything else so same type of of struggle and strife even with that uh as the as the second amendment uh side of things so um i see it more i see it more as an as an extension i just would like to see them again, not spending a bunch of money on something or implementing policies, doing all that, but just a little more open to you know, that type of a creator. Well, that, well, that's what I tried to say. And they're, you know, and they're like, well, then we'll have to create awards during the pinnacle awards and everything. You don't because, you know, uh, I just walked if, away. At if I was coming in, you know, I would say no, because I could care less about getting an award. So, if I could care less about getting an award, then why would you have to make an award? You know, uh, I, I I don't know. I I was just like, whatever. You know, uh, DJ's got a question out there, don't he? Does Ciopa split zone uh, Tejas East West? Uh, your guess is as good as mine, bro. Um, I know that's what I just said. I know very little about Ciopa. Uh, I need to uh, need to put that on my to do list to try to get in contact with somebody from them and talk about the organization maybe even have them on a podcast uh okay. that could be that could be interesting can i ask you a philosophical question um probably if it's too deep just remember i'm a texas redneck so it probably will go well, over my head uh, it's kind of what you were talked about that made me think about something right you talked about how even when you donate to charity you get something back uh if you're donating to get something back or make it to make you feel good you're getting something, right? So, well, you, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. How, yes. how is, is there such thing as true altruism? And if there is, how do we know that it actually exists? That's that's been a that's been a question that's posed for a long time, and I'm gonna tell you, I don't know the answer to that. I would almost, I would almost tell you no. Yeah, I, would almost, I, I would almost tell you no. I would be more inclined to tell you no than yes, right? Uh, well, because I don't, I don't no. have, I don't have any examples to to spew and show you. Um, but I'm hesitant to say either way. There was a priest that went actually crazy uh, because of uh, that question. Yeah. Oh, but, I, I can oh, imagine. So, so. you know, that, the, the bigger the bigger perception, the bigger thought that I have is to pull back and say that that even if there is no such thing that's not a, that's not a bad thing well that's right? like, like what's my, wrong with feeling good about doing something good there's nothing wrong about that you should feel good about doing uh, something good well i i was like dude, uh, when i when i the, uh, jason king says no there's no altruism there's only a social contract when i talked to my uh, therapist about it right i said i have a therapist I said, I get really bugged by stuff like this. I'm like, it's killing me. I can't, I'm, I'm, it's driving me crazy that I, I can't answer this question. If there's true altruism, he's like, well, oh, it doesn't matter. Right. I said, I said, yeah, yeah it matters. And he's like, why? 
because like, you want an answer, basically. Like, and I'm like, uh, because I need to know. He's like, why do you need to know? I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and he he's exactly right, you know? Yeah, so an unhealthy, it's an unhealthy need to have a definitive answer to something that there's no need to have a definitive answer to. Yeah, he's like, he's like, don't worry about it. He's like, yeah. let's say that he's like, let's say there is. How does that affect your life? It's like it's not going to affect my life. Right. Like, let's say if there isn't, how's that going to affect your life? Like, it's not going to affect my life. Right. He's yeah. Like, then why worry about it? Yep. Uh, but you know, I focus no. on things like that, and that's one of the reasons I'm in therapy because I do stuff like that. Yeah. No, I would agree. Uh, and, and again, I go back to there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with feeling good about, you know, if you do a good deed or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, I tell people all the time, if if you're not able to pat yourself on the back, don't expect me to. Right. Um, and, and that's a weird, that's a weird, some, that's, it's, it's weird sometimes when I say that uh, people, people take that the wrong way sometimes. Um, but you know, that all goes into you knowing you, uh, and you being comfortable in your own skin, you know, the reasons that you did X, Y, and Z, whether that was for, uh, totally for gain or, you know, it was 99.9% selfless, you know, that in your heart and your mind and your soul and all that. I don't know that. I can't, I can't read your mind. I can't see into your heart. So if you're not able to pat yourself on the back for it, then we got a problem, uh, especially if you're expecting me to, to to stand up and go. Oh, you need to give this guy an award. Well, you know, yeah, you know. And, but people, but again, even people take that to the extreme, right? And that's where you get conceited people. Um, they pat themselves on the back a little too much, <laughs> and, and that's a problem. But if you did something good, talk about it. There's nothing wrong with talking about it. Yeah, it's almost like we're conditioned not to talk about it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, I just don't. I I just don't know. Oh, were you affected by the ice, by the way? I oh yeah. Know. Well, snow, snowmageddon, more snowmageddon here than it was ice. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I say yeah. I mean, travel was uh, was a major thing um, as far as loss of power, loss of water, uh, anything like that. No, not really. Um, and and I was what was crazy about that is I was prepared. I mean, had the generator, had the fuel, had, you know, uh, had water, uh, stocked up. Um, you know, I, I was ready, um, and didn't need any of that stuff. So, um, and more often than not, that's the case. Um, you know, I, I have many things and, and I don't want to say tactics or, or whatever strategies or whatever it might be, right? Uh, for different types of scenarios, uh, living out in the sticks, uh, you learn to do that. Uh, it's not like some major catastrophe happened and I, it woke me up. Um, just have learned that. I mean, I can remember being very, very small, and uh, my my grandfather, who's passed away now, he called the generator the dynamo, um, and uh, you know he's like. Uh, oh, that's old. Go that's out. old school, there, man. Right, the lights know, would uh, the lights would go out, and it, it was PTO driven off a tractor. Oh, and, it is uh, a dynamo. Yeah, and he would go out and uh, fire up the dynamo, you know, and, and plug everything in, and um, 
you know, if a bad weather come through or, or whatever. So, you know, from a very early age and just living where I've lived, you know, I've learned that, you know, you, you have to have contingencies, right? Um, but that's what gets people is, you know, you you don't realize you need something until you need it. And at that point, many times it's too late. Um, and sadly, people people look at, well, how often am I going to need this? Okay, well, if you're talking about something, um, in, uh, what is it, in, in substantial, I don't even know the word, but if, you, if you're talking about something that, let's say, uh, a waffle iron that makes waffles in the shape of Snoopy. Um, okay, how many times are you going to, want waffles made in the shape of snoopy is that a wise purchase i get it i get weighing a purchase decision on something like that um a generator um a little bit different story because you know how many times realistically am i going to use this um well maybe as many as two maybe my entire lifetime or you know over the maybe once a year maybe um but here's the thing. That's a totally different scenario and situation. And that's going to be something that is far more beneficial than waffles in the shape of Snoopy. Um, when you do end up needing that and have to break it out and use it. So, uh, yeah, I preach to people all the time, especially as cheap as generators are nowadays. Uh, there ain't no reason in the world not to have generators. Uh, one of the concerns that I heard over the snowmageddon here was fuel um you know i had 20 25 gallons of fuel um for my generator even though i didn't use it and people were like well you know i got all this fuel and you know i don't know you know you go out and spend all this money on fuel and you know 50 60 70 bucks or whatever it cost for that much fuel uh and you know you got to sort up that fuel's eventually going to go bad and i'm thinking you know, these people do, don't think things through because you're going to have to have fuel for your vehicle eventually, right? So why not use the fuel that you bought for the generator that you didn't have to use because the storm didn't get as bad or whatever the case may be? Put that in your vehicle, put the empty can in the back, and then get some more next time you go to town right uh rotate that out and then there's all kinds of, of obviously fuel stabilizers and other things that work real great uh, i found that some fuel stabilizers and then simply um simply shaking the fuel cans up before you pour them uh makes a makes a huge huge difference so with fuel storage and stuff like that there's a there's a couple of, of quick tips but uh, yeah, if you've got a vehicle, you use fuel, so use it, rotate it, and it's all good. Yeah, generators are uh, really interesting. I have a generator. I have a, I have a 10KW generator mm -hmm. that's fed by natural gas. Oh, okay. Um, right. And uh, we lost power. Money. I, I live in a kind of a hoity-toity neighborhood, you can say. Uh, right. And we, and we lost power at Christmas time. So I'm sitting there watching TV, and then I realized I had all my Christmas lights off. Uh -huh. I go outside, and I'm like, my house is like lit up like freaking Batman. It's like the scene in Die Hard, uh, you know, Live Free or Die Hard, where they, where, you know, how do we know where 
the wizard or whatever the guy, whatever Kevin Smith characters live. He's the only one that's going to have his lights on. <laughs> so it was kind of like that. I walked out and I'm like, oh crap, I forgot to unplug it. <laughs> I unplugged it because, you know, right. I, I don't know. I just felt weird <laughs> being like lit up like a Christmas tree. Right. And, you know, my neighbors were looking at me like that jackass. Is well, that's a in. lot of, that's a lot of draw on a generator, depending on what kind of lights you got. Yeah. Um, oh. I tell a story when we're talking about generators and birders and a lot of other things. Um, a lot of people do not realize the draw on Christmas lights. Uh, but I've oh, got they have I've LEDs got a 250 watt, I think, inverter um, in the toolbox of the pickup. And we were fixing a float for the parade one day and bought 10, I think, 10 strings of um, float 10 for strings. Parade. 10 strings of, of, uh, of Christmas lights, right? What type of parade? That, what type of parade? You, you, you just said you, you, you had the Christmas lights for a float in a parade. Yeah. Well, it was a Christmas parade, probably okay. a Christmas parade. It may have been the rodeo <laughs> parade or the, it, who knows, but I regardless, did not know you're into building floats for parades. Regardless. Well, back, uh, you know, when I was, uh, heavily involved, uh, the, the manager, uh, coach, instructor, all of that good stuff for 4-H here anyway. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, um, so anyway, went out, bought 10 strings of, of Christmas lights. Wasn't paying any attention. Just got regular normal Christmas lights. That 250-watt inverter would not pull those lights. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Uh, the wattage load is just insane on regular lights. And so uh, what was crazy is went and got, uh, spent the extra money bought 10 took those back bought 10 which was a pain in the neck to wrap those up and get those back in the box by the way took those back wasn't my money it was the club's money so obviously needed to get refund on those but uh took those back and got the led versions right uh -huh. um the led versions turns out they ran fine on the 250 and turns out i could run them fine on the little 75 watt or whatever it is that plugs into my cigarette lighter that basically charges my cell phone uh, LEDs are that's great. How, man. Yeah, that's how lightable. That's how much of a load difference it was. So and they last uh, forever. A lot of people don't realize that. So if you break out your generator, uh, necessities and light, you know, as far as being able to see, is not necessarily a necessity. Burn some candles for light. Uh, battery operated, you know, LED lanterns, you know, things like that. Uh, rather than running that stuff off a generator, that for me, that's just not a not a priority. Well, uh, every every light bulb in my house is LED. Because they last like 30 years. So I'm like, you know, mm -hmm. I'll just change them. Plus, it's a lot cheaper. It saves you a lot of money. Yeah. Well, I've got an old house here. And, you know, they, they went from incandescent bulbs and they come out with the curly Q, the CFLs, you know. Uh, and then from there, they now they've gone, you know, LED. And um, the thing, the crazy thing is even when they were, that stuff was super expensive. Um it behooved me to change the lights over in my house because of the old wiring and everything else. Incandescent bulbs, man, I was blowing, talking about throughout the house, the whole house. And I don't know how many bulbs total there was in the whole house, but you would literally burn out a bulb a day. Uh, oh, wow. Incandescent bulb, right? Um, moved over to the CFL bulbs uh -huh. uh, when they first came out, switched to those. Um, and like I said, it was a, it was a little bit of a price tag shop at, shock at first, but I think the for the years that we ran those, I think maybe we replaced one, maybe one, 
Um, also, the light bill dropped, um, which, again, helped offset the cost, the initial cost of that anyway. And then now that things have went LED, we predominantly have LED um, and for years now have not had a single one go out. Uh, and on top of that, the light bill, the electricity bill is even lower, not by a whole lot, but um, a little bit lower even than the, than the CFL. So there's something to be said for that for sure. Mr. FNH says he likes candles, fireplaces, and paraffin wax lamps and emergencies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have, I have a friend. I'm, I don't want to name him because he doesn't want to be named. Uh, but he has a, a field. Mm -hmm. He have some land and he has a field and he put a bunch of, uh, you know, solar panels out in a field. So it's like mm -hmm. a lot more than what you can put on your house. Right. So like now he's running like all those electricity off solar panels and, you know, you put, yeah, he's still hooked up to the grid, but he pays very little. But as long, but as, he's he, got, he, as, long as he's got sunlight, it's okay. Yeah, well, he has a he he has like a battery bank too. Mm -hmm. So like he can run his house for like forty eight hours just off battery alone. That's the that's the, um, but that's the problem with with solar more than anything is the battery. Yeah. Um, the battery tech. Once the battery tech gets there. Uh, solar will be, uh, I think, will be a lot more viable than yeah. than what we see now. So the the storage and distribution, uh, as far as collecting, well, uh, as far as collection of solar energy and immediate use, um, the, the tech's pretty good with all that. It's just storage and distribution that's a problem. Well, he has a lot of solar panels out in the field, and um, he also has a, a, a little building off of his house mm -hmm. that's 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 his battery building yeah so it's he's not like a normal yeah i would guy. i would not recommend i would not recommend having um batteries and stuff like that close to your house I, i've heard no. too many stories about heat and fire and well, other things yeah his is in a separate building that's oh yeah oh away yeah. he's like a, he calls it his battery house yeah and then it then that's what feeds into his house yeah i can but, i can i can approve of that he that's spent a, a lot of money on it though a yeah. lot of money setting that up yeah and what do you get back out of it you know what i mean um i know a doctor that lives in town their entire roof and they've got a really big house their entire roof is covered in solar panels um and they actually get a check from the light company every month. Now, in contrast, because I'm on a rural co-op where I'm at, uh, they don't buy they don't buy my energy. So I I can use what I use, but they're not going to buy anything extra back. So, um, yeah. yeah, sucks. Yeah, but I I thought it was kind of cool. He has like chickens, and then he ha he has something. He's a prepper. He has something that's called Obviously. a. Uh, he like he can he, dude he's a crazy russian guy he, he defected like a long time ago but uh he has like crops but he hi, he he has them in the woods so you can't tell that there's actually crops there mm -hmm. <laughs> so you look it's, it's like woods and you walk back there and there's like well here's my fruit tree and here's this vegetable and and, and here's these cabbages growing <laughs> I'm like, why'd you do that? He's like, so no one knows. He has also has an underground bunker. He's insane. He believes in like lizard people and stuff. Yeah. Fun guy cool. though. 
Fun guy. That's a little weird. Yeah, fun guy. He's crazy, but uh, fun guy. Usually, yeah. the usually the crazy guys are the funnest, though. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, dude this guy's held freaking hilarious. He's like this. He's this crazy Russian guy. He's like some of the theories he he has, he believes like flat Earth and lizards mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Like, dude, what do they do over there? He like he defected. He came over here. Oh man, he's like an engineer. So he came over here to uh, give a speech out of school back uh, when the Soviet Union was still around. So he gets here and he's like, I'm not going back. <laughs> he just like runs off the campus, you know, avoids his, his uh, handlers. and. Funny. But yeah, so that's how he got here. So he's insane. Yeah. <laughs> I have a wow. question for you, Clover. Yeah. What, are, what are some positive... Uh, what are some of your positive experiences, ones that you didn't expect while being in a firearms and outdoor content creator? Um, and he says on YouTube, um, man, that's a, DJ always comes up with some good stuff. DJ's um, a great guy. He, that he, um, he him and G Web's come up with some of the best. Questions. That's crazy. I mean, positive experiences. Um. The number of people I've seen turn on cameras and surpass me as far as viewership on YouTube, um, I say is a positive thing. It's it's amazing to, to be witness to to that sort of thing. Um, so that's that's definitely one. Um, I would say, you know, I've taken a as we kind of talked about earlier. I've taken a little different approach. Um, you know, I, I do have a passion for the creator thing, the, the side of things, the tech, uh, the firearm content, the 2A stuff uh, that I do, uh, all of that. Honestly, time-wise, I mean, it, it, it really does kind of take a backseat to the other stuff. Um, but, you know, I would say, you know, with contacts I'd be able to make uh, other people outside of the firearm niche uh, being able to educate and explain and not only help other people learn but learn in the process um, has been positive and so that's one of the reasons when you know demonization starts and you know uh, in fact, good Lord, what was it? Less than a month ago, I got called a traitor uh, because I was because I was explaining some things with YouTube and the reality of the situation of what was going on. Um, and because why? Because I'm privy to that information. I'm plugged in. Um, I know I'm educated about it a lot more than most people. I know about what goes on behind the scenes. Um, but people tend to, to glom on to the larger channels and they think that because that channel has millions of subscribers, that channel knows the intricacies of YouTube and exactly everything works. So when they say YouTube is the devil and YouTube wants our content gone or whatever, they think they actually I actually have some factual basis behind those claims. Um, and 99.9% of the time they don't. I can tell you um, Facebook wants 
gun content going. Facebook is a totally different animal. Yeah, I'm Facebook just, I'm, is I'm, a I'm, totally different animal. No. I will put this out there now. I understand. Let me let me say this though. Here's here is what one thing that irks me. Um, for years it has been this case. Uh, I have been privy to information that lots of information that illustrates this fact, and and certainly don't mind having those conversations in a more private setting. Um, but YouTube hates Facebook. This thing about the whole YouTube YouTube gets lumped in with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and well, Instagram is Facebook anyway. But anyway, they all get lumped in as the as the big tech right in the platforms. There could not be a more distinct difference when you get down to corporate policy, corporate train of thought, structure. Um, there, there is a huge difference between YouTube and uh, Facebook and Twitter. Well, the, re the reason why I bring up Facebook is uh, I, I have heard the culture is a little bit different when it comes to at least gun content. I, mm -hmm. I Google and Alphabet. Uh, but at Facebook... I, I I will go on record right now and Chuck Rossi who uh Yes, I know Chuck. He, he will go on record and say hey, they are definitely freaking anti gun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, Palmer it's, uh, Lucky Palmer would go on record. Peter so Phil. I don't know uh, and and you may have more insight than I do. I don't know, we got to get out of here in a little bit, but um you may have more insight than I do, but the the structure of YouTube is is what most people are unaware of when they scream and holler about YouTube and bias and a lot of other things. So there's not one bald headed person in a chair stroking a hairless cat, maniacally laughing about deplatforming gun tubers or whatever it might be. Um, the higher ups, the Susan with Jiggy Wiggy Wiggies uh, and all of those really don't have a clue about day-to-day -day operations, how the platform is handling policy, enforcing policy, and they don't dictate that sort of thing. Um, there are specialists, there's policy specialists, there's senior policy specialists, there's directors, there's a whole hierarchy of, uh, you know, we'll say employees because ultimately they are, um, that sort of work together to, to dictate that so to speak um and it's based on education and what's 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 interesting about it is things are not at youtube are not this is let me back up because i don't want to get in trouble with nda or anything else so i'm going to say from my perspective with talking to youtube right because it's not like i have hard and fast documentation on this but there is no director per se that even at that level certainly not an executive but there's not, I don't think there's even a director that is over a team that does not, that is dictating down to the team. It's information and, and stuff coming up to that director for him to then sign off or approve on that. So the people that are closest to the creators, closest to the advertisers, closest to, um, which are, again, those specialists, uh, policy specialists, senior, senior specialists, that level, um, they're feeding him and then he signs off as a collective and goes, Oh yeah. Okay. I see how all of this is a problem or whatever the case may be. You guys. Okay. You're right. Take care of it. Um, so, but, but they get, because you see Zuckerberg and bearded dude, whatever his name with Twitter, Jack Dorsey, but because you see those folks in front of Congress all the time, right? It puts, it puts one man, one face, one name, yeah. like their total 
dictator running the company. Now, with Facebook, Twitter, maybe that's the case, okay. right? I right. am not educated to that. You can speak on that in a sec. Yeah. But with YouTube, that's not the case. I can assure you that's not the case. So um, people get hung up on that a lot of times. And they don't see the intricacies of how uh, a large corporation works, how large business works. Uh, and anybody that's been in any kind of a large business uh, and worked in any type of managerial capacity or supervisor capacity or anything like that, just stop for a minute and think about it. blow that thing, blow that business that you worked at up a hundred fold, a thousand fold, 10,000 fold even. Right. And that's what you're dealing with, with, uh, with YouTube. And that's what, honestly, it's what you're dealing with with other platforms too, to an extent. Okay. Um, but I, I can talk to yeah. you on Facebook. Uh, yeah. What happens at Facebook is there's this main Facebook board, and I can talk and I can talk about what happens at Twitter too. I know what goes on over there. Uh, there's this main Facebook board, mm -hmm. and the employees will make posts and bitch and complain about stuff they don't like, and right. then the management comes in and to placate the employees, they basically act on it. And uh, Cheryl Sandberg is also very anti-gun and she basically it's not mark mark zuckerberg isn't the problem at facebook mm -hmm. with guys right. it's cheryl sandberg right who's uh below him and she, but she can make a lot of the decisions and what's the and she's very left-wing so once right. the uh, employees start bitching she's like oh yeah that's a good idea crush mm -hmm. crush right and I, i've seen it over and over again and that's the reason why i left because yeah. I'm like, this is this is uh, this is freaking insane. Well, it's like, I mean, and and we had we had uh, like a secret uh, group with people who are like pro gun and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, I'm still I'm the owner of probably the biggest admin group on Facebook that way back in the day. It's been what six eight years ago now when policy changed so drastically. I created that group. Chuck was a part of that group. Mary was a part of that group. Several other people. I think I brought you in yeah. uh, in the last couple of years. Of course, there's not a whole lot we can do nowadays uh, through that group. But um, so yeah. well, too, there, too little, too late with you. But that that was created for those those purposes well, over there, dude. Dude, I had uh, with my account that got banned. I had people with serious power, executive level people, go to bat for me. Yeah, and yeah. It was like, well, no, we don't like them. And, YouTube. And it is all because of freaking Camilla Harris. I'm serious. Yeah. That's why um, I, I file because I have inside information because people feed me inside information because I used to work there and I'm friends with people at the very high levels and they fed me inside information. And it's like, this is the reason why. And it was just like, what? Yeah. That's why I filed a complaint with the FEC. Mm. And that's why I'm suing. Well, never mind. Um, right. No. Yeah. Gotcha. Not, not Facebook. Somebody, somebody else. Oh, and, and talk about Twitter. You, you said that uh, there, there's no dictator at YouTube, which is which is true. I've heard at Google, it's not like that. Now, Facebook is really not like that. It comes from the from the people complaining up at Twitter. Jack Dorsey is it's disseminated down. Yes, he yeah. is definitely a dictator. And it's not only, it's not it's really possible. him. That's got to be a horrible environment to work in, by the way. I mean, I'm well, just saying. Yeah. But well, yeah. it's not really him. Uh, it's a, uh, well, it is him, but there's one other person who has a lot of power at Twitter. What's her name? Uh, the, she's had a policy and content. Mm -hmm. uh, and when she was, 
you know, her her philosophy is we're for free speech as long as it's good speech. Right. And then, and, yeah. and, no, that's that's an actual thing. Mm-hmm. Well, here is the hang up. There, there, it's twofold with YouTube to get back on the YouTube train because I can speak to that. And that's yeah, what DJ uh, was talking about out there. Yeah. So to get back on the YouTube train and try to squash a few misconceptions with that. Uh, what I've run into is just simply uneducated. I mean, picture people that you talk to in everyday life that know nothing about firearms. Uh, and what they get comes from the nightly news. It comes from the internet. It comes from newspapers, it, whatever the case, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, that's what they're getting, right? They're not getting good educational sources. And so once you're able to show YouTube this um, and they fully grasp the concept that they are probably the most educational platform source on the planet at this point, (laughs) you know know what I mean? Then they start seeing how they have a responsibility. Um, And when you come into it without the squirrel moments, which is their approach, it's why it's been so slow. And I mean, yes, we've had three meetings since the first of the year uh, with YouTube uh, officially. And um, well, I say officially, yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't think that was an NDA thing. Uh, what we talked about, maybe, but that's not. But anyway, uh, prior to that, so there's been a lot of informal talk uh, last year in 2020. But during all of that, they've, you know, they've seen that. But, you know, one concern that they have, and this is a concern they have as a business. And we have to, we don't have to agree with their concern. Uh, we don't have to think their concern's rational, even though I think it actually is. Um, or whatever, but they have a certain liability concern of creating an adpocalypse of potentially cancel culture on YouTube or taking the platform down or hurting them in a way that Google decides to sell off to somebody even more anti-freedom or whatever. And so the reason that it's been a slow walk to this point, and it will continue to be a slow walk, let's be honest, is squirrel moments. So with with our with the farm community you've got the farm community you've got all these sub niches within that you've got the 2a community which is essentially tied to the farm community you've got all these sub niches within that and you we're all different we all play a different role we have uh, all have something else that we that we give or contribute to in this grand thing of firearm ownership and what happens is um where i think my approach our approach because i do have some folks helping me um has been effective i think so far is that we've baby stepped we've started out with specific policies pertaining to firearm content we're not talking 2a we're not talking politics right so oftentimes a video gets demonetized or channel which you had mark with fit and fire on recently and i did too uh he got demonetized i had his channel back up and monetized within 24 hours um and he'll you know it was exactly what i told him it probably was was what the fix was and he fixed it and i was able to escalate through some of my channels and and get it taken care of um so he broke policy um plain and simple and can we argue the policy is stupid that's fine if we want to argue policy is stupid but many of these channels are violating policy whether they know it or not and then they take the stance that, um, which is bad enough, 
not to want to know what happened and try to seek that out and find that out and correct that issue. But I've had channels that literally I've reached out to help that were got demonetized, that they basically told me to screw off. They didn't want to work with YouTube. Well, I had, and, uh... and that makes no sense. And then number two with this um, is that I lost my train of thought, but there was a number two. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. And hopefully I can yeah. remember my number two. Uh, one of my videos got age restricted. And oh yeah. So, like, that's uh, a nothing burger though, bro. No, no, I, I got it. I got it taken care of. Uh, yeah. But that's a nothing burger in the grand scheme of things. People freak well, out about over things. Well, I, I didn't think I didn't think that it was something malicious, and it, I guess it was reported, and, yeah. and someone, uh, and someone just like so didn't look at it. They just <laughs> so not to get so so again inside baseball. Okay, the yellow icon ticks everybody off, right? And so first of all, it's limited advertising not demonetization, but when people get hit with that, they put out posts and want sympathy from all the viewers and followers that they've been demonetized. No, you haven't. You've got limited ad. Okay. Well, so that's first of all, is they're lying to people to get more sympathy. Let's just be well, honest about it. It's limited ad. It's bad. Again, it's bad enough. Let's, let's, let's look at the policy. Let's say the policy is bad. Let's, but, uh, let's admit to things we, we're doing wrong. Let's admit to the truth of things first, because we're never going to be able to fix an issue or find out where problems lie if we're not willing to do that. Okay. So that's number one. Number well, two is you got to be willing to come to the table. Like I said, with the, with the folks that were like, screw YouTube. I don't want to work with them to get my monetization back, but yet you're going to go on and rant and rave of how YouTube is so horrible. And here was point number two that I was going to make is they make the jump from YouTube. The truth of the matter. Okay. I'm going to speak in, in, or the reality of the language. They come out and they say, well, YouTube demonetized my video. Well, actually, YouTube, actually, YouTube marked your video as limited ad. And it was probably a reason that you likely screwed up somewhere on policy. Or maybe you got really close to the line, right? And you need to have that conversation, not just to fix your video, but as things are programmed and reversed and all of that in YouTube with appeals, it affects the algorithm to learn to try to sidestep that crap from happening in the future. So if you just kick back and go, oh, YouTube's biased, they hate gun channels, and you don't have that conversation, you're not helping to fix the problem at all. Why? Because there are not people on YouTube that are sitting there. There may be at the very low rung support levels. There may be people that are sitting there on their break and they're not out in the courtyard or whatever, eating their, drinking their frappe latte, whatever the crap, whatever. And they may instead be so geeky that they're and, and so committed to the SJW cause that they're sitting there hitting buttons, demonetizing videos or deleting them or limited ad. Sure. Could that happen on a low level? Yeah. With tens of thousands of employees. Yeah. Certainly a possibility. I'm not going to discount that. But by and large, that's not happening. Okay. It's, it's algorithmic and there's triggers that are, that are, that are triggered. Well, the more times that manual people, and especially senior level policy people input stuff in and says, oh man, the mistake, this video is fine. That algorithm goes, oh, my bad. Okay, I get what you're saying now. I'm not going to touch any more videos that have this type of contest, context or you know whatever it might be. So that's number one, is failure to admit that they may have actually done something wrong. Um, and and you and utilizing the demonization to stoke fear and drama and everything else, right? I would love to be able to to be disingenuous enough to howl at the moon, fear monger, 
say that YouTube is is suppressing all of my stuff to the point, and I need everybody that's watching this live stream now in replay, whatever, to go join my Patreon. That would be go, wonderful if, if I was well, disingenuous that, enough to tell you that, right? Well, that, but that I'm not going to do that. Account. I'm not going to do that. Number two, and I've illustrated the point here today on this podcast, John. Number two with this um, is people have their squirrel moment. So, oh, man, they demonetized my video with the AR-15, blah, 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 blah. YouTube just hates conservative content. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, time out, time out. The video of you reviewing the AR-15 you didn't talk about the Second Amendment. You didn't talk about politics. You were talking about the, the, the thing, the manufacturer, the trigger, the weight, the the putting rounds down range, the accuracy. That had that had nothing to do with anything in the conservative realm or politics. You're conflating two totally separate issues here. Well, uh, so that. we have to approach it in a pragmatic stance. We have to say, hey. Education on firearms can be political free. It has nothing to do with conservatism, liberalism, Democrat, Republican. I've got a firearm here. I'm going to show you how accurate this is. I'm going to tell you what the weight is, the capacity. I'm going to, tell, I'm going to show you pictures. I'm going to shoot it, how reliable it is. I'm going to show you where the safeties are. Hey, I'm even going to let's teach you some training stuff. Let's teach you some safety. Let's you know show you some fun out on the range, right? Let's do all of these things. That's totally separate from from politics right so we are the ones it's not youtube we are the ones that are continually not pursuing education enough to understand that it's two totally separate issues and when we get dinged we most likely have done something if not if we haven't done something wrong we've done something that's run close enough up to the line that we need to get that figured out for the betterment of everybody right and we need to quit just pointing fingers and blaming. It's ridiculous, John. Well, I, I didn't report in when my video got age like age restricted. I told you, but I didn't complain to anyone. Um, right. So you can't say right. that. Uh, and that. No, and I appreciate uh, that. I appreciate yeah. that. I wish more people would. I wish more people would reach out to me. But again, I, I can't tell you, and I'm not going to name drop and, and, and harp and demonize on anybody. Mm -hmm. But there's been some bigger channels out there uh, that. Again, I've reached out to them, tried to help, and and it's channels that all, you guys out there listening, girls out there listening, whatever, know and love. And they told me screw off. But they didn't. I, they didn't have any intentions of working with YouTube. Blah 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 blah. So you know, they're the ones not coming to the table. They're the ones not trying. And we're not talking about protecting our rights here. We're talking about ha having a voice on a platform, right? I'm not working with YouTube to compromise gun legislation that's going to take crap away i'm working with youtube to try to show them the errors of their ways and free up the platform for everybody there's a there's a difference and there's a distinction but oftentimes when people talk about the first amendment they talk about the second amendment they talk whatever it might be they conflate a platform with the government and it's like you can't do that it's it's two totally separate um separate things there I had another point Man, it was locked and loaded, and it was ready to go to. Um, uh, how about if you save that for the next time? <laughs> maybe, maybe because I know we're way over probably at this point. Yeah, we're we're way over, and <laughs> I have a conference call I got to get on to because I rescheduled it from oh wow thirty to like. Oh, well, I appreciate it. Oh, well, I, I appreciate get... everybody that that joined out there for the yeah. live too. I know yeah, DJ had a lot of good questions. Yeah, yeah, people. Joined, but yeah, I can uh, I can rant and rave and harp on YouTube and creator uh, stuff. That, I love I love doing it because people out there. 
the, the rank and file people that are that are viewers and especially those that are looking to and advocate to, we talked about this earlier with all the new channels and and things right um advocate for people turning on the microphones and the cameras all the time right and if we're gonna do that then we need to lay the foundation so they know what to expect on this platform from the start and these goofball out of touch big channels that don't know what the heck they're talking about right um that's not the reality of the situation. Just remember that if you're looking to turn a camera on, turn a microphone on, get involved on the platform. I high, highly encourage you to do so um, and learn learn the platform as well as the craft of putting out content and stuff like that. So thanks, John. Yeah, for yeah I, th I think it. a lot of people just try to go live and they don't have uh, they don't have a show. The, you know, they turn on the camera and talk, which is fine. Oh, that's just not what I do. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. Everyone can check me out at crumpy.com where you can find links to my Patreon and all my articles. I have a new article up on Amalanda about the whole BOAC situation. We never got into that, but that's an interesting situation there. Maybe next time, uh, whatever. Uh, Clover, thank you for coming on. YouTube, thank you for scheduling this podcast. Yeah, right, right. And uh, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I love having you on, man. This is episode 180 of the Fireside Chats podcast. CloverTech, take us out with the final words, whatever you want to do. Plug anything. Final words. Anything. Hey, man, clovertech.com. You can find me there. I mean, maybe you're not really a YouTube person. Maybe you prefer another platform. And I'm on a bunch of videos on weird stuff like Rumble and Brideon and Odyssey and whatever. They get uploaded there, too. So wherever you are at, uh, follow, engage, be a part of the conversation. I'm a real person like everybody else. And uh, yeah, that's uh, all I got to say.